0: Well, hey there, amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent four- and five-figure months and then on to six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. So many women in business think that it's sales, leads, and strategy that they need to have a successful business. But I'm here to tell you, these are part of having a successful business. Of course, we need leads, strategy, sales, but mindset, mindset and working through limiting beliefs, stories, et cetera, that no longer serve you are equally as important. You might think this podcast isn't for you. And I'm here to tell you, this podcast is probably more than likely exactly what you need right now, because you are right on time, right on time listening to this podcast. So please listen. Today may be the seed that needs to get planted, or today may be the day that you take a leap and start working on your internal work, the shit that you just need to work on. Because as I've said before on this podcast, your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. That's right. Your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. And today's podcast, How Neuro Linguistic Programming Can Level Up Your Business in Life 10X is probably what you need right now. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about what is NLP, how is NLP different to other forms of coaching or therapy, how specifically can NLP help us in business and 10x our life. Juliet and I will also share some examples as to how we have used this and our clients have used this, so get ready for a much needed and much important, is that a word, much important, more important episode than probably than what you're going to give it credit for. But before we hop on to this amazing episode, I'd like to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my VIP Intensive Days for Women in Business. So, what is a VIP day? Thanks for asking, let me tell you. Think six months of business coaching power-packed into one day designed specifically for women in business who are looking for an intensive experience that will accelerate their success both personally and professionally professionally. Clients who engage in my VIP intensive services make changes in their business that might have otherwise taken months or years, or maybe would never have even occurred. That's the beauty of my VIP intensive, super powerful, and will allow you to move your business faster and meet your goals faster and quicker. In addition, a VIP intensive allows you to step aside from the day-to-day running of your business, aka working in your business, to allowing you a full day or half day with an international award business consultant, aka me, to help you bring clarity and focus to move your business forward. There's no cookie-cutter approach when it comes to a VIP day. I work with clients on things such as, but not limited to, creating a strategic business plan create your marketing plan, create a lucrative email lead magnet and follow-up sequence, social media strategy, looking at your value ladder, developing multiple streams of income, working on your message, identifying your ideal client, developing your visibility strategy, and so much more. So if you're wanting to accelerate your business growth, then head to AngelaHenderson.com.au, click on the work with me section to book in a discovery call so we can ensure that a VIP day intensive is exactly what you need. Now let's get into this epic episode with Julia. Welcome to the show, Juliet. Thanks, Angela. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on the show today, too. I just, I love your work and I can't wait for the audience to be able to experience and get to know you. Just, I mean, there's so many layers of awesomeness with you, Juliet. So I'm really grateful that you've had the time and uh, that we have the opportunity to learn a little bit more from you today. Um, one of the things that I always like to say and, and explore before we jump right into our topic today is that I like the audience to get to know a little bit more about you and, and just as a, as a human. So I always like to ask a fun question at the beginning. So my fun question to you is after I've gone and done my research, you know, aka your website and your Instagram handle. So I was a bit more prepared for the conversation today. It appears that you have a love of nature, that you also equally love the color purple and that when we were able to travel, it looks like you did love to travel to. So my question to you is, is if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, now, where would you go and why?
1: Oh, that's an awesome question. I, uh, I actually would have to say at the top of my list would be Yosemite National Park. Mm-hmm. I was there five years ago with my beautiful partner in business and life, Paul, and we made the mistake in our planning of our itinerary to only give ourselves one day to drive oh. through. <laughs> and, and it happened to be the 4th of July long weekend that we were there. And so we spent half the day in a bumper to bumper waiting <laughs> list. <laughs> and when we finally did get in there, we had about four hours to Zoom zoom through Yosemite before it closed, you know, before we had to get out the other side and get to our next um, destination. And it was a blur, but it was so beautiful. I felt like it was like a Disney world, but for adults,
0: it mm-hmm. was incredible. So that's where you'd be heading back and you'd stay that's- a little bit longer this time. I would give myself a few more days, yes. <laughs> Dude, fantastic. And again, I've never been there specifically, but the imagery and the photos and pretty much so many people that I know that have been there share a similar experience, right? Like it's just a beautiful part of the world where there's this level of calmness and being able to connect back with nature and just take that moment to just kind of sit and be, right? So again, it sounds absolutely spectacular. Now those of them now obviously know that you like purple, that you like to travel, that you'd go back to Yosemite. Can Can you tell the audience a little bit about where you started your business journey and what you're up to now? Perfect. Yeah. Well, my business journey started seven years
1: ago now. And my business name, when I started, and my book as well, is called Relaunch My Life, because that is literally what I did in the space of 12 months. I ended a marriage. I quit my corporate job and I started coaching full time. And I got so busy. And it was through my own personal transformation that word of mouth really started to spread. And then, as part of my business, I took women to Bali on women's retreats to help them relaunch their lives too. And I really, Believed through the things that I had studied, like NLP and hypnotherapy, that it's never too late to change your life and to completely rewire your programming, your beliefs, and to go for those dreams that so many of us just crush within ourselves without mm-hmm. even letting ourselves try because of those you know, limiting self-talk and limiting beliefs. So my business was really born through my own personal transformation, but now seven years on, I'm in a position where I've joined forces with my partner, Paul, and we now have our company, which is Evolve and Relaunch Education. And we teach NLP and hypnotherapy certifications worldwide. And we have a growing community of coaches that are just doing the most inspiring work. And so it's very humbling to be in a position where I'm now educating and teaching people the skills that not only help me change my life, but also quit my corporate job and follow my dreams. So...
0: Probably also just what they're able to do to help so many other people in the world, right? Like it's just exactly. it's a skill that I think is still though it's been around, and we'll talk about how long it's been around for. Though it's been around for a while, I still think it's relatively a new term compared to other terms, right? I think it's still something that people are getting used to, but once you're in the world world of NLP. You're kind of like, how have I ever not been in the world of NLP? In my experience, anyways, I can't say for everyone else, because it opens up a different layer of thinking and a different way of being. What are your thoughts about that?
1: I completely agree. And I think one thing that often occurs is our students will be in our trainings and they'll have these light bulb moments of, oh, I was taught that once at a business course. I didn't realize that was... NLP oh i was taught this and i didn't realize that that actually drew from the the fundamentals of NLP and so a lot of people have been taught concepts of it and it's not until you actually do the full training that you realize how really at its core NLP is is the art of really finding out what works in human behavior and modeling what works and finding out well what are someone's beliefs and values and and what are their actions and how can we actually replicate that to get results in our lives. So whilst it was created in the mid 70s based off modeling the most successful therapists and what they did with their clients to get results, the real change in the mid 70s with NLP and why it's been so heavily, you know, carried out into the world by people like Tony Robbins. He really modified NLP concepts for the masses and so a lot of what he teaches even just in his you know Unleash the Power Within that intro is a lot of the fundamentals of NLP Uh, and so I think whilst it's been around for 40 or 50 years now it's continuing to be adapted and continuing to be translated in a way that people nowadays are able to really absorb and I think these days, there's so much information out there. What people are really hungry for is transformation, and that's why learning NLP. It's not just about the information; it's about the actual journey of transformation that you do get in the trainings. And, and yeah, and so it's definitely something that once you hear about it, it, it's you start hearing more and more about it, and it's just you notice it everywhere once you understand what it is. Now,
0: NLP, can you say what NLP is just because some people might go, oh, I don't know what the Ackerman is that you're using because I'm not familiar with it. So do you want to explain that completely and take us back? Yep.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes that doesn't even help because when you explain what the acronym is, people get glazed (laughs) over. But I'll try and make it as sort of broken down as possible. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And so neuro really relates to the mind and the way that we're always receiving information. Linguistic is the, the language of the mind and actually understanding the language of the mind, which is not just verbal language, but it's also the pictures that we're constantly making in our internal pictures in our mind. Uh, It's the feelings that we experience. It's all of the unconscious processes that are going on. That is how you're actually communicating the outside world to the inside world. And then your programming really determines how when something occurs outside of you, how do you respond to it? And you respond based on your beliefs, your programming, your memories, your experiences, everything that you have encountered in your journey. And so it's really the study of how subjective our reality is and how no two people experience reality the same exact way and that can be really easy to forget. And I think whether it's in a business co- context or a, a, um, a coaching context, whatever it is, to be in that, that place of really getting that we have no idea how anyone else is perceiving even the communication that we're making, we can think that we're communicating clear crystal clear but based on other people's experiences they're going to receive it in a very different way and so mm-hmm. it's fascinating and I think what's so empowering about NLP is that it allows you to really clear up those filters and clear up your programming so that you can receive the world as as clearly as possible and not distorting it through unconscious beliefs and programs that might be quite out of date.
0: Let me ask you this. I know you mentioned at the beginning, your partner, Paul, that you guys also uh, weave together hypnotherapy just for those people out there. So, again, I like to always keep breaking it down. What what is the primary differences then between NLP and hypnotherapy?
1: That's a really great question actually because some of the NLP tools and techniques do draw upon mm-hmm. hypnotherapy and actually one of the therapists that NLP was modelled off Milton Erickson he's one of the most famous therapists he was a hypnotherapist for nearly 70 years right and uh-huh. so uh, a lot of the, the the language that we use is inherently hypnotic and uh-huh. so NLP draws upon that and so you can understand the nature of language and how it is hypnotic and we're always hypnotizing ourselves through our self talk and suggestions right Mm -hmm. So, the difference with hypnotherapy is you're really accessing deep trance states and you're helping. Access the client's subconscious. Mm-hmm. The way that I like to talk about it is they're almost like a yin yang. So, NLP is almost like the conscious way into the subconscious, whereas uh-huh. hypnotherapy is almost like the unconscious way of bringing things into your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, they sort of that's why so many of our, our students end up studying both because they work well, really well together. And one client may respond more effectively to one or the other, depending mm-hmm. on their predisposition and pre- depending on what they actually need. So, it's a really good question. There are a lot of crossovers. And then timeline therapy, which is one branch of NLP, which was developed about a decade after traditional NLP is actually a mild form of hypnosis. So Mm -hmm. it does, it kind of goes even further into that world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, but then if you even ask me about hypnotherapy, the way that we teach hypnosis and hypnotherapy is, is very different to
0: other schools of hypnotherapy
1: as well. So even though it's got the same word, it's not always Exactly the same thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, someone can say business coach, and there's a million different variants, exactly. right? Of a business coach. So, you know, cool. Because I always like to say, like, you know, what is it? So, if people are out there looking, would you say it's better to start with NLP first versus going to hypnotherapy, or is it again so dependent on individual situations, past trauma, beliefs, etc.?
1: Yeah, it, it really does depend. As a general rule of thumb, we recommend NLP first because it gives you a really thorough understanding of the mind, your programming, and it also does, uh, the training that we run gives you a really thorough personal transformation and clear out Mm -hmm. of um, major beliefs and understanding how to create change and also gives you a lot of coaching fundamental skills and tools that whereas the hypnotherapy training is just diving straight into tools and so I would say it's more advanced in that way but some students uh, you know based on their journey they they go straight into the hypnotherapy training and then you know end up going the other way it just really Mm. sort of depends on the person's journey
0: and in your opinion how is NLP different to just basic forms of coaching or therapy it's a really good that's a really good question um,
1: because there are again a lot of different forms of coaching and therapy the the main distinguisher between with NLP is that NLP was really the first form of therapy that was outcome focused so where the coach or therapist would say okay well what does my client actually want what is their outcome and then what is stopping them from getting where they want to go always focused on the outcome in mind whereas traditional therapy before say even the, the sort of mid-70s, was really just focused on the problem. Oh, what's your problem? And the more you focus on a problem, often the more you create it. The more we think about something, the more we create neurological connections around it as well. And so the difference with NLP is it's almost like if you think about the metaphor of climbing on monkey bars, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm holding on to my problem, I can't move forward. But if mm-hmm. I know where I want to go, if I see the next rung on the monkey bar, that's my goal. I know where I want to go. And so if I reach forward for that goal, it's way easier for me to let go with my other arm because I've got something firm in my future Mm -hmm. but you can't move forward until you have let go of what's in your past so the real Mm. difference with NLP is yes we clear the past but we're always consciously creating the future at the same time and a Mm. lot of people will unfortunately create a identity sometimes around their problems where they don't know who they are or where they'd be if they didn't have their current blocks or problems Uh the other thing that's quite different with NLP is and I feel like our energies are so nice and fast together. I'm talking super quick. So tell me if you oh, want, yes, want me to slow so I down. Like, <laughs> Amen, sister.
0: I was like, this is how I go. My I was like, I, like I, can I, get, I, I can get used apologies. to this, this every great. day, my friend. <laughs> Good. Well, the other main difference
1: with NLP is that we're actually not really interested in content. And that can be something that is quite challenging. If people have been used to dealing with a counselor or a therapist where they just talk and talk and talk about their problems. NLP is more concerned with focusing on what is the structural content, so how is the problem actually being created in the thinking and in the mind, and how can we start to rewire the thinking so that those old ingrained neural pathways don't become that natural, normal way of thinking so that we can actually start to think in new and empowered ways. And It's almost like if someone's been driving on a six-lane freeway their whole life of I'm not good enough. And let's just say they've been driving and thinking of that six-lane freeway of I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. That's what feels normal, even if it's not useful. And so rather than just talk about not being good enough and why you don't feel good enough, that's just going to add another seven, eight lanes on that freeway. Whereas yeah. with NLP, we start to create new neural pathways of, well, tell me about all of the ways that you are good enough. And, well, what mm-hmm. would happen if you were good enough? And if we start driving down, that might be like a little dirt track to start with, but the more focus we, we place on those new dirt tracks, the more we start laying cement and then we actually with NLP can put up some blockades on that old six lane freeway so that the client walks out of the session just knowing that they're good enough and Mm -hmm. their thinking processes have changed and their language changes so that why would they even want to go down that old six lane freeway? All of their energy now is going in that new, empowered way, and it's happening unconsciously and within their thinking processes. So it's not like they have to set a reminder, it's not like they have to read an affirmation. It's actually changed at the unconscious level. And that's mm-hmm. obviously why I'm so passionate about it because. I banged my head against the wall for years trying to change consciously but the moment I tapped into NLP and hypnotherapy and actually got the benefit of changing at the unconscious level that's when my world started to shift and that's that's the huge difference in my in my opinion is you can talk about problems or you can change problems and I don't know about you but I'm here to do things and shift things not mm. just you know think about it and hope for the best so
0: and it's interesting mm-hmm. that you bring that up because one of the things is an ex-mental health clinician, so I've got a master's of social work, and I also used to diagnose people with schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, autism, like that was my role doing mm-hmm. the clinical assessments and then looking at treatment plans. But sometimes there could also be a treatment plan that might need, you know, speak with a psychiatrist to look at medical, you know, medication regime, or it could be that we need to get you um, assistance for group support, school support, home support, or it could also be that we need to do CBT, DBT, whatever it was from a therapy perspective. Yep. And being in that medical realm, I think again, there's part medical, part not. But one of the things that I've been doing, and I was saying this before we were recording, is over the last 18 to uh, 12 to 18 months, there's been a variety of things. And my current coach. Um, he, as part of his signing up for his package, it was a $45,000 package to sign up for his six months worth of uh, business coaching. And Mm -hmm. he was like, and you get 12 free hypnotherapy sessions. And I was like, let's be clear. This shit ain't free. I'm paying for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah. But I'm like, you know, again, I probably wouldn't have Googled, let me go do hypnotherapy. Right. So I was like, I'm in, but I was like, if I'm going to go in, I'm doing all my 12 sessions every the same day every week for the next 12 weeks because i was kind of like i'm committed and i want to see what the, what the hype is about hypnotherapy and one of the biggest things is as someone who used to be a therapist who, again, would listen, I was also uh, did a modality about more solution-focused. So, like, let's talk about what happened, how did this get here, and what do we look for and forward in the future because we can't change the past scenario. Um, mm. Anyways, uh, not a lot of people like that because a lot of people do like to sit and just keep talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is productive. So, again, I was very much solution-focused. But after doing the hypnotherapy, One of the incidences that happened was one of my clients was talking about how I hadn't had enough. um, In her view, she felt like as a one-on-one client, she didn't have enough, um, I didn't give her enough templates, right? And I was like, oh, and then in my brain, I was like, well, if she thinks I haven't had enough, like if I'm not giving her enough templates, do my other clients think I'm not giving enough templates? I was like, no, hold on a minute. Each of my clients' businesses are done on a custom personalized thing. And I went back, I was like, no, you know, you've got X, Y, and Z, But in my hypnotherapy session that week, the lady said, like, hey, did anything come up for you out of the ordinary? I said, ah, I said, this incident came up about not having enough templates, right? And it got me thinking. She's like, well, let's just see where hypnotherapy takes us. So obviously, she counts me down. And what came was one of the most interesting things that would never have been able to happen through talking, quote unquote, therapy, right? Mm. Is the incident that she got back to was when I was either 19 or 20. And I remember walking through the kitchen at my mom's house. She had separated from my dad. And she was kind of like on an e-harmony scenario like dating thing and I'd seen my name my sister's name and my brother's name on the screen I thought well that's weird right so of course I stopped and looked at what it was and she had said to this person that she was about to start dating or is dating was like you know Angela is in medical school and she's got a gpa of this and she's doing this but the thing was is I wasn't in medical school and I didn't have the gpa so she had actually created this entire different identity of who I was but equally for my siblings and I didn't really think much about it. I was like, that shit's on her. But what triggered me the, this recently when I was doing the hypnotherapy with that client saying there wasn't enough templates was somewhere in my unconscious was this do you mean story belief that was ingrained about that I wasn't enough, right? Mm. And so I, I wasn't enough. You know, I, I was thinking, I, I, and I've never, anyone who's known me for years would say, "And your confidence is high, your self-worth is high. I would never imagine you using the words, I'm not enough. And I've never said those words, but somewhere that triggered me. And through hypnotherapy, we're able to get to the root of what was going on, which was I didn't feel even from a you know um, unconscious perspective that I was good enough for that one on one client because of uh, she felt that there wasn't enough templates and where did it come from that experience. So again, seeing that now and also knowing like what I had to do for my masters and for my clinical PRAC and all of that, I believe that there's actually a duty of care, of education in my opinion, to be able to understand there's almost like I believe like that therapy is like uh just the beginning. Right. But if you really want to get to that true is that's where I do believe the NLP and the hypnotherapy actually takes it one step deeper. Right. So it's kind of like that transformational change you want. I couldn't agree more with that. There's this layer that talking therapy just doesn't cut it.
1: I think you're 100% right. What a beautiful story to illustrate that as well. And I think there's a place for it all. And, you know, on my healing journey, I went to psychologists, I went to counsellors, and, and I think each little piece of the puzzle helps you Understand yourself. And and I also know that for a lot of people, it's not like any one modality is the thing. And totally. It, I do agree it, with that. You know? And and I think that's something that I'm really upfront about. Yes, I teach NLP and I teach hypnotherapy. For some people, they need to dance. And for some people, they need to do this. And and for me though, NLP, what it is, is it it's a really big piece of the puzzle and it also helps the other puzzle pieces fall into place easier. And Mm -hmm. I think it helps you to understand others in the world and also have a lot of compassion because just like you just shared, you know, for so many of us, we don't even realize these unconscious programs are playing out. And Mm -hmm. rather than just point at someone and say, oh, that person's an asshole, NLP really helps us to get curious with ah well I wonder what their beliefs are and I wonder what unconscious wounding is coming up right now and you know and, and yes. that's what I'm thinking about when I see something in public or I see something in the media I'm just thinking wow what 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 is actually going on that's unconsciously created this situation because we're always consciously and unconsciously creating our reality mm-hmm. and so the more that you can build rapport and that's really what NLP is is like building rapport between your conscious and your subconscious the, mm. more, the better relationship we can have with ourself, the more we have trust the more we you know value ourselves then the more we're in alignment it's just like one of the things that we talk about is your conscious mind is kind of like the goal setter it's the part of you that says okay this is what I want to achieve but the unconscious mind and your subconscious is the goal getter it's everything supporting you to go where you want to go mm-hmm. and for so many people there's misalignment that it's almost like you've got a part of you going one way and a part of you going the other because mm-hmm. you haven't got those beliefs and programs in alignment and just like you shared you know I'm not enough isn't something that you'd ever even see said but it was just sitting in there like this tiny little chick in the armor and until you go through that journey and and as you did just surrender yourself to okay what am I going to explore and and I think that's the best thing we can all do is just unravel as much of our stuff as possible and 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 I and I say that as well that I don't think that there's benefit in just constantly digging things up. I think there's a balance of that. And that's also what I'm really passionate about is, you know, creating your future and clearing your past if it's holding you back from where you're Mm -hmm. wanting to go. So, and I think as you grow in business, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners would find every iteration of yourself and your business and every new launch and every new level of yourself. it it does bring up different, different elements. And I think a really good place for people to observe is anywhere where you're feeling or experiencing resistance or procrastination can be an indicator that there's some unconscious misalignment. And once you get that flowing, it just... You know the actions become a lot easier as well. So it's funny you, know, you bring that up because definitely well, agree. Because
0: every month when we do goal setting inside of my group, one uh for any of my paid programs, I always say like, listen, I was like, you know, something didn't get ticked off the list. Was this an environmental? Was this self-sabotage, or is this something you need to go deeper on? Right. Mm. And the women don't necessarily like when I ask that question. They're just like, well, can it just roll over to the next month? I was like but there's a reason why it hasn't gotten done right like that you you can't whatever that reason is there's a reason so it could just be that again we're in covid and we're locked down and we've got no motivation cuz melbourne's been in lockdown for you know six times whatever it could just be that you know environmental but i'm also like are you self sabotaging your success for some particular reason you know what what's happening there and again, like I said, sometimes they'll stop making eye contact. You can always see when I ask a the question, they stop making eye contact. I'm like, well, guys, we got to get to the root of this, because if not, it's going to keep showing up over and over and over again. And the thing with, you know, as I'm sure you know, too, um, Juliet, is the work inside, the internal work never stops. It's an ongoing just as you kind of work through like what I did with those 12 sessions I wrapped up those 12 sessions I said I'll be back in about I had another commitment that I was doing next I was like I'll be back because there's more work that I have to do like it's an end it's a never-ending process right so
1: I I say it's like brushing your teeth you never just get to a point in your life where you're like well I brushed my teeth enough now I never have to do it again it's it's a constant Mm -hmm.
0: process you also used a word that I think is really great and the word surrender To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. You know, I think when we do, in my opinion, and around my own beliefs and stuff, obviously, is that talking therapy gets us to one spot. But also, when we're ready, and I think everyone gets to that point, either the pain is so bad or you know something's going to change or you're willing to try something new or all everything kind of falls and replaces, the ability to surrender and just allow to what happens, happens, right? Like, again... 12 months ago, if someone said you're going to do hit me therapy, I would have laughed in their face. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Right. But I'm now at that time where I'm ready to surrender and to see what happens. So surrender is a beautiful thing when you allow the essence of surrendering to come into your world. I agree. And I think as well,
1: once you have that inner trust as well to know what things to surrender to because there can be a na- naivety where you're like, oh, I just surrendered to anything. And then <laughs> whereas mm-hmm. you can have you know healthy skepticism and then you can also have those times where you're like, do you know what? That's in the way and I'm going to surrender because this is a trusted, reputable place and I know I'm in safe hands. So let's let this shit go. So mm-hmm. I agree. Anytime I've been in a coaching environment, I always set the intention to let as much as I possibly can go because mm-hmm you know, who are we to hold on to our blocks? And it was interesting when you talked about earlier that sometimes people when you were in that in your previous role, people like to talk about their problems. One thing that I've definitely noticed over the years is uh eight of Tony Robbins talks about it is one of the six human needs is our need for significance. And some people are getting significance through things being wrong, things yes. being bad, through having problems. And that is a it's an identity that people then form and mm. it's, it's, you know, it serves a purpose until it doesn't. And as you said, sometimes, you know, it's not until the pain gets so bad that we actually start to change. And so mm. um, that's a really interesting thing to look at as well.
0: Mm. So. Mm. 100%. So in regards to business, how yes. does NLP specifically help businesses and life 10 X? Like what, tell me a little bit more about your thoughts about that.
1: Well, I think uh, First and foremost, we have a lot of people who come and study with us for their own personal growth. But we also have a lot of people in, say, you know, HR, management positions that are wanting to show up as the best versions of themselves in the business, but also be able to share and and, and share the t- tools and the knowledge with their companies as well. And so in terms of in business, I really don't think that there's any separation between us as a human and who we are in a business. Like we're still that same human. And so the the human that walks into a workplace or the human that walks into their own business is the same human that, you know, at the end of the day feels like they're not good enough or has a fear of failure or a fear of judgment. That person, that you, is getting brought into every single scenario, but it's also getting brought into your relationships, it's being mm-hmm. brought into your financial situation. And so the way that it helps us to really 10X our business is you are your business, right? And you are your, you're your—you're the same human no matter where you go. And so when you do invest in yourself and in leveling up your belief structures about yourself and what's possible and even your earning capacity, that is huge. I had a client just last week who she had a belief that, um, you don't just earn money in your business overnight. And we cleared that belief and it was a deep, you know, very deep unconscious belief that she had. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the session, she was giving me examples of just how easy it would be for her to earn money easily and effortlessly overnight. And so that one shift, that one thing that we could find completely now shifts every opportunity because we filter for Things based on our beliefs, whether they're useful or unuseful, and so someone who believes that they're, say, never going to be successful or never going to have a six, seven-figure business, for example, they will actually disregard and they will actually sabotage unconsciously opportunities that would help them to have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so we often, again, don't know our own blind spots. And so the way that it helps us to 10X tena- our business is literally if we can look at, well, what are your beliefs about business? What are your beliefs about your financial well being? But also if you think about it, if someone's re- relationship isn't flourishing, that can dramatically impact their capacity to show up in their business because mm-hmm. their home life isn't balanced. And so the more that we can show up and and clear these things and align these things and find out well what did we experience growing up because majority of our programming is in that that imprint period the first zero to seven years of life so what was my blueprint what did I experience of my mom and dad in business what did I experience about money growing up what did I see about relationships and the more that we can heal the past programming, then we can actually start to program ourselves. And for most of us, we wouldn't want to program ourselves the exact way our parents were programmed. And they were also living in a really different reality. The world's changed a lot in the last 30, 40, 50 years. So in business, I think the most important thing you can do is be present. And you can't be present if you're projecting your past wounding onto wherever you're showing up in the present reality. So the the business success, you know, in terms of your financial abundance is just unlimited when you can actually start to tap into how you change limiting beliefs and how you actually present yourself. Because a lot of people, they're doing all the things, they're taking all the actions, but their beliefs aren't supporting the action that they're taking. And so they're kind of just going around in circles, not getting the results that they actually want to get. So Mm -hmm. your mindset is going to be the thing that differentiates you in business 10 times out of 10 compared to someone else. So yeah, (laughs) in terms of of
0: tangible. mm, And that's one of my big things is, you know, my kind of trifecta for what I do is I'm very good at strategy. I'm very good at sales. I'm very good at accountability. And when you bring those three together, again, I help people be profitable. However, my zone of genius is not mindsets, right? So I really am very big about keeping my boundaries clear of what I used to do and what I do now, right? And that's why we've got a mindset coach that does mindset in all of our and pro- all of our programs. And we also have a spiritual healer who also does work too, because, you know, I'll give you an example. I had a beautiful client in one of my programs this week, and she was kind of freaking out, freaking out, but it was she's growing right and when we started to unpack some of this is it was around she had talked a little bit about like what her upbringing was right you know like what type of house she lived in and you know all of these other things right and when we got to it it was around this fear of safety that it wasn't safe to make enough money and it wasn't safe to ask for more money and it wasn't and so it was a really big theme about safety so we were able to identify that but i was still like listen you need to book in for a private one-on-one with the mindset or you need to book in with the spiritual healer because though we can talk about it, we've just really touched on it at such a surface level, you still have to get to the root of this. Because I said to you, you're going through a growth stage now, this is going to represent itself in six months from now, if you hit 20k a month, if you hit 40k a month and 100k a month, right? And so we've got to really work on it. And so You know, it's this thing is like when you're able to identify it and see it is that if people are willing to go there and find the route, my belief is like people's success is like inevitable, right? It's it's they're going to leaps and bounds uh, to get to where they want and fulfill those long kind of long term, you know, uh, goals and dreams that they have. But again, a lot of times people aren't willing to surrender and look at their process. A hundred percent.
1: Well, I think as well, the, it, it's not always that people aren't willing, but it's not very easy to see our own blind spots. But a lot of the times, when people become aware of a block, they think that it's shifted it. But awareness is one thing, and actually shifting it is a completely other thing—a a complete other thing. So I love and I admire the fact that you have those people there to support your your community to be able to shift those things at the at a deeper level as well. So yeah, because if important. they can't,
0: it's like again, strategy is only going to get them so far. The, mm-hmm. the problem, do you know what I mean, or the procrastination or what appears as self-sabotage is going to continue to remain there. And it's yeah. like, well, how am I then actually helping them to grow a sustainable and profitable business if we're not looking at the picture from a holistic angle, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so, again, though it's not something that I, I can identify, it's not, but I will always outsource that to who the, you know, people are Zona Um, genius. So, that, again, I can focus on what I'm good at and they can focus on what they're good at. But I, I believe you can't have one without the other. Like, I think it's, you, you got to, at some stage have both, in my opinion.
1: Oh, completely, completely. Now It's like, I was, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I'm very visual. And I was like, yeah, it's like a bird trying to fly with one wing. You need to have both wings to get to the direction you want to
0: go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now for you, obviously we've talked a little bit about business. Like, again, it will help with fears, limiting beliefs, procrastination, self-sabotage, you know, things like that, really business related. But is there anything else that um, NLP can be helping people with, like just individuals just in general with their life?
1: Well, a really big one in the world today is definitely anxiety. And so we have a number of processes and techniques that we run through that actually teach how we create anxiety as a strategy at our Mm -hmm. unconscious level and how we're actually running that program. And it's usually largely outside of our conscious awareness, but we actually, so in the training, we slow down our unconscious processes so that we can understand them and what is the process that's actually going on. So we do teach a lot of tools for overcoming anxiety and some really simple, powerful processes for that, that, Honestly, the students are just usually blown away like, oh, it's that easy. Okay, well, I don't need to experience that anymore now that I know how I can uncreate it as well. So definitely tools for overcoming procrastination for sure. One of the big things that it really helps people do as well is understand themselves, their language processing style as well, and also how to better relate to others and really how to um, understand and break down how what's going on around them is something that they are consciously and unconsciously creating. And Mm -hmm. as we talked about a little bit before even we started recording is this idea of life happening for us Mm -hmm. rather than it happening to us. Mm -hmm. And I think NLP really helps people to recognize that and have so many light bulb moments of, oh, that's why this has been happening or that's why I've never done that. And I think a lot of the time people are really hard on themselves for not doing certain things or having a certain pattern or a program. And I think what's most powerful is for the individual to feel that sense of empowerment of knowing that something has changed but also witnessing other people being able to change as well reflects back their own capacity for that mm-hmm. as well so there are just you know tons of things and I can definitely give people you know info packs on it and I'm sure we'll give them links and bits and pieces 100%. for it um, but yeah so so many tools and I think that's the thing like some people think that NLP is just the tools and techniques but NLP really is this attitude of curiosity and finding out what works and then modeling what works and so mm-hmm. NLP is basically an, a, a, a combination of a whole heap of different tools and techniques that get results that help us as well even just to like shift our emotional state so that if we're in a funk we can shift out of that and it's not about emotionally bypassing but there is a time and a place for feeling emotions and there's also a time and a place for being able to move forward and focus on you know what you need to do Mm business-wise and not just I've heard of people who say oh I was in a bad mood and it lasted for two days and my jaw nearly drops like I forget that that's something that people experience where Mm -hmm. when I think you learn these tools you know okay I'm going to be with this I'm going to be present with the emotion that I'm feeling and then in after a minute I'm going to shift through it using a tool or a process and then I'm going to be able to go on with my day you know so it's um it, de- it definitely just helps you to be um much more effective and much more at cause for being in the driver's seat of your life and knowing that you can you know you can really change whatever you're experiencing and that sounds easy for me to say now and probably if someone had said that to me 10 years ago I would have wanted to punch them in the face like I'm yeah. the person that 10 years ago I even hated the word goals and now with some of the techniques that we learned with goal setting in NLP it's like goal setting is one of my favorite things to do because we actually place goals in the client's subconscious and then they just basically watch them unfold. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you still need to do some aligned action, but it's not this efforting and pushing. It's more of an allowing and, um, and, and making sure that you're in the right physiology and the right emotional state as well to be able to create what you want in your life. So for me, it's just so empowering and every time we run a training students say oh my gosh why am I only learning this at 40 years old (laughs) you know why don't I know these
0: things Mm -hmm. I think that's a key thing too right is when I'm talking business point of view but you could even say life but from a business point of view obviously I've been going now for over a decade and one of those things that I think about is when I was first with my first business you're just kind of at the beginning, you're just going to go like, how do I stay afloat? How do I get kind of the next client? Right. Like, what am I doing? Right. You've got marketing, you've got everything and you're pretty much a solopreneur, you know, Mm -hmm. that I, if I reflect back, I think I didn't have capacity at that stage to work full time, have two small kids, start one business, start a second business. Like though I can say now how important the hypnotherapy has been and my healers and everything else that I've worked with. But I, was at, I wasn't at capacity to surrender and welcome that into my life at that stage, right? Because I was just trying to stay afloat. And it was only also recently, probably more 24 months, I've been looking at those individuals, you know, like say you're Tony Robbins, you know, people who have been around for a while, people who are, who are in my opinion, super successful, both financially, but from a place of just being, right? And I found like one of the common threads was hypnotherapy, meditation, NLP for something, like a variety of things. And I thought, and that some of them even look back at their timeline. It's like they all too weren't doing that all at the very beginning, right? It was mm-hmm. almost like, you know, all of a sudden you're, for me, it's like you've got a bit more free time because you've grown your team and you've got some of your hours back and you're like, okay, whoo, I can breathe and I'm now actually in the space. So that's why, I don't know about you, but I do see in my experience, and it could just be also my ideal clients that I work with, it's kind of that 38 to 45 mark. And they've been in business for a few years that they're actually able to, start bringing this in more than ever before what are your thoughts about that oh
1: we had a 19 year old girl in our training a couple of months ago and Mm -hmm. I just looked at her and I said you are so smart (laughs) I was like oh my gosh imagine if I'd studied this stuff at 19 just how different your life would be Mm -hmm. I think you know it's whenever it crosses the path and i definitely think like what we talked about at the start it's one of those things that you hear a whisper and then it gets louder and then it's like a banging at the door and then it's just everywhere and mm-hmm. so you know for people that are listening it may be the first time they're hearing about some of this stuff or it might be the 10th and maybe it's the nudge now to go okay why does this keep showing up I'm a big fan of like things in threes and yep. uh, you know I have a healthy practical and spiritual side to me and so if I hear about something three times I'm like okay i got to investigate it and so yep. you know I think it, it there's not necessarily an age but there's a stage that it'll be appropriate for whoever is listening um, whether they're 19 or whether they're 99 you know I don't think there's ever a a time or anything that it's Mm. not but it's it's if if you're getting the nudge or you're getting the call but everyone you you know as you said you've got to invest on in places that are really important in for you Uh, for me in my business the the things that have given me back tenfold have been every time I've invested in myself and my mindset is I've gotten Mm. ten tenfold back and crazy things you know often we we have students that they'll register for our course and again that old story I'm sure you have it with your stu- your your community too but they'll they don't even know how they're going to pay for it and then the moment they register then they get you know a certain client that is the exact amount of the course it happens more times than we could even keep track of so
0: yes Mm. Uh, and I do think, like I said, it, and I do like how you reframed the um, not so much age, but the nudge, right? And I think for me, it was mm. like the nudge was there, like um, human design's been coming up. I've had the nudge. And so now I've booked in with the one on one's Are you on a that. manifesting generator? Listen, what, do you I, I think, it? I can't remember what I, I re, so I haven't done my session yet at time of recording, it's in two weeks from now, but it was, I kept, I saw this word, then I saw another word, and someone brought it up at my retreat that I was running for women, and I thought, nah, man, it's, and so I'm actually bringing her on to speak at my live event, and then I have a one-on-one session with her, and she's coming on the podcast, because like, again, there's a reason why cool. this keeps appearing, but yeah. again, it, it, I love that. I, I love didn't... human design. <laughs> yeah. So again, just exploring, right? Because I, again, I think Western world allows us just to look at, again, very surface level. But after going through my spiritual healers, my money healers, my body talk people, you know, um, hypnotherapy and now human design there are, there's way too many things that you can't say also don't directly impact your business success without these, without knowing these things. Right. So again, super Completely. interesting. That's a whole other topic that we could talk about, but it's like, yeah. So again, the nudge. So I like how you to me because one of the things that, you know, people made fun of me when, uh, we have a British bulldog, uh, named grateful and, um, people were like, you're, you're naming it grateful. They're like, is that right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, because my thing is, is I've been practicing gratitude. My parents never did that with me. And I, once I learned the power of gratitude, I've started to do it with my kids when they were little, right? Like, you know, repeat, yeah. we talk about those couple of affirmations and we talk about like, what are you grateful for today? And even though they might say like, you mom, you mom. And they don't really think about it, the fact is it's the act of doing that I'm more about. Like there's no wrong answer or right answer. So I said to people, I was like, well, If they say grateful 50 times a day by calling her, taking her for a walk, kissing her, patting her, whatever, by the time they're 20, they will truly, I'm hoping, understand the importance of gratitude, right? And it's also things like with NLP and, you know, other modalities, it's these are the things that I can all, because I'm educated now, I can make change for my children's future and for obviously my grandchildren's future, because once you said, you know, these tools, like I easily will have my children and I will pay for their NLP courses and their hypnotherapy when they get to that stage that they need it. um, Because it's like, if I only would have known about this when I was 15, 20, 25, right. Uh, The world would be better. But I also believe we're right where we're supposed to be. Right. Like there's, you know, it it just, we're right on time for many reasons too. Uh, But yes, if only I would have known, you know, now for those people who are out there, you know, same thing with, you know, business consultants and coaches, right. There are some shitty ass business coaches and stuff out there. And I always say, you know, guys, it's, your due diligence to go and google someone see what their digital footprint is read their testimonials etc is it similar for people because there might be people out there right now like how can I get into the NLP how can I find people to work with correct and obviously there's some are good some are bad just like there are in my space is there anything in particular that that they should be asking when they kind of reach out to someone to see if they're qualified or not
1: yeah it's a really it's a really good question there are definitely a lot of different NLP trainers and in fact I didn't I didn't fully appreciate how incredible because my partner's been training. Paul's been training for nearly fifteen years. He's super old soul, right? He's youngy, but he he studied to be an NLP trainer in his early twenties because as soon as he studied it, he just knew it was going to change his life. He was a personal trainer and then got into teaching NLP. And I thought that NLP was amazing until I went to do my trainer's training and I went to Vegas for a month to do my trainer's training to be able to teach NLP. And I was able to witness and observe other people who were also going to do their trainings, training who had been trained by people other than my partner. And I was just blown away by the difference. And the difference that I really am proud to say that our training and our company and the thing that we are really focused on is we don't just teach the techniques, but we teach so much more important behind that is the intention behind everything mm-hmm. that our coaches do. And so we spend a lot of time creating this place of of potential that all of our coaches carry and embody so that when they do work with a client, they're not talking to their client's blocks or problems. They're talking to that client having already shifted them and let them go. And they're talking to that client's highest potential that we all have, but we just forget or, you know, life, we don't see it within ourselves. and And it sounds maybe a little bit fluffy, but the difference is hand on heart. Our our coaches are phenomenal humans and our community is incredible. And I think the best thing you can do is rather than find a qualified school, the best thing you can do is work with a coach and then find out where that coach has studied because Mm -hmm. that's going to give you more of an insight into who like where to train because when you do study NLP you will unconsciously absorb the beliefs and the energy of the person that's teaching it and training Mm -hmm. it and there are some trainers who are just training it because it makes money there are Mm -hmm. some trainers who are just training it as a side job but it's not their full passion and also um, they haven't necessarily enhanced and modernized the training. It's literally just, you know, what you would have been taught 40 years ago verbatim. But for us, we've brought in um, a lot of different research and study by people like Dr. John Martini, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and we've modernized our training so that we're still meeting the board requirements, but that we are making it relevant to 2021, not, you know, what was 1976 when it <laughs> yeah. was, was created, right? So, I would say work with someone, um, have a coaching session or speak to someone or trust your your intuition as well. And Mm -hmm. I would definitely say do not pick the cheapest training company. There are some NLP trainers out there that we actually get students come to us and they study again. Um, where they've paid, say, $500 for an NLP training and just what they've received. And also the the energy of the class that they're studying with is a whole lot of people who just want the cheapest training, yes. not necessarily people who really want that transformation. And so for mm. us as well, we have a lot of time in our training where you get to do work on yourself and you're not just learning ideas and concepts, but you're actually being the coach and also being the client so you're learning that art of surrender and our belief is that the best coaches are the best clients and the best clients are also often the best coaches as well mm-hmm. so the more easily you can let things go as a client the better you're able to stand there and and let things go and and have your clients let things go and it's super interesting so yeah i would just say trust your intuition work with someone that you have had great you know find out where someone that you've worked with has studied that would definitely be my suggestion and if people do want to work with a coach, uh, we've got a directory of all of our of, of trained coaches all around the world uh, that we can definitely link people up with if they want to find someone that, that they can have an experience with. Um, and one thing I would say as well is if uh, anyone listening to this is interested in studying, definitely reckon, like mention this podcast when you talk to us and we'll be sure to give you a, a bit of an extra incentive, a little bit of a bonus as well. So um, yes, yeah, I just wanted to mention that at the end of the conversation as well. Yeah, dude,
0: absolutely. And so for those individuals who who are curious more about the NLPs that you have trained or your particular programs, where can they find you? Yeah,
1: so they can either go to our company, so evolveandrelaunch.com.au, and and I'll send you through the links as well, Uh, or you can head to my website, which is julietlever.com. So either one of those has details of all of our trainings.
0: Dude, I love it. And my final question that I like to ask all my guests are, what do you, you what do you wish you knew now that you knew when you first started out in business?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I think the to really give myself permission to design my days, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. I think it took me a good couple of years to deprogram out of a nine to five mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it's okay not to be working and hustling 24-7 that in fact sometimes the best time is when you're doing things that don't even seem like work and that's when the ideas can drop in.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean again they say mm-hmm. how many good ideas come when you're in the shower, right? Exactly.
1: You exactly. Know? Or the float like, tank or the sauna yeah. or the <laughs> Well listen, yeah.
0: I wouldn't say the float tank for someone with ADHD. The float tank was definitely an experience. <laughs> I was, well, in there. was I was, was like, a okay, I was like, I'm gonna surrender to this, <laughs> and I'm gonna drive. This. I was like oh how many drips are dripping from the wall onto my face how many times can I go up and down in the float tank and then I was like get me out of here I was like I'm done I was like so I was like I've only done it once but I could try it again but I was like oh my goodness everyone's like it's so relaxing I was like no I was like ping 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 goodness I, thought, I you can not. do that
1: I, I kid but, you not the last float tank I had I got out about because it's an hour i got out after about 40 minutes because I had so many ideas I had to get out and write
0: them all down <laughs> so whatever it still was 40 minutes <laughs> oh goodness but again it's whatever works like massage I can I love a good massage but for some reason the float tank and because I'm so tall there wasn't a lot mm. of space right at the mm. and anyways float tanks if you have never tried it it is still worth an amazing experience because <laughs> I reckon nine out of ten of my clients love them I'm just the one percent that's like the adhe it gets the best of me in that little float tank.
1: So yeah, <laughs> we I go to the open float and that's really nice because you don't feel like as
0: claustrophobic. Like oh, see, so maybe tank. I need to try that because that other one, I was like, mm. I was pulling the lid over. I was like, oh hell no! Do you know what I mean? No, I, was like, I don't really getting- like that.
1: I don't like that either. It's a little bit too close and it drips on your face.
0: So yeah, that's thing, like I was counting how many <laughs> drips were on my face and I was like, oh, okay. I'm not too sure how relaxing this is, people. But anyways, like again, lots of people. It's like
1: it. a form of torture, isn't it? Having water drip on your
0: head. I know. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, well, the, it drip now. Yeah. Anyways, I could go on and on, but no, it's so fun. So thank you again for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Before we sign off, just a reminder for all of you that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au and we'll make sure to include all of the links uh, that Juliet has talked about today. So you've got easy access to being able to get in contact with her. Again, thanks again, Juliet, for being on today. I know your world is busy uh, too. And so thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate that. And for you, amazing human listening, I hope you have a beautiful day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Juliet. Thank you.